A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi everyone, welcome back to the 442 podcast and today as you can see I'm all on my own but there's a reason for that and that is because my special guest today is Liam Harrison. This is your life Liam. I feel like it without a book, who's it called Parkinson? <laughs> I'm nervous about this, I'm, this, yep. is on, this is not me this is it? It's not but I had to endure it. I've already went through it. Yeah, but you've done podcasts before about you. This is, I don't know. This is, takes you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, completely, mate. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, this, one, you can get some grief on me. I know, know for a fact, but I don't know. I don't even know if be interested in anything. I, I, I... Absolutely, they will. Wow. Yeah, no, it's going to be good. So let's get cracking. More yours. All yours. Okay. I honestly tell the truth. God's honest truth. <laughs> Right, we'll take it right back to the start. How did it all begin? Pure luck. So I was playing golf off an <clears> handicap <throat> about six or seven, and I wanted to get better. My mates used to say, oh, when you play well, you can do better. But I used swing on the inside, and I went on YouTube, and I think it was like Rick Shields and Mark Crossfield's videos come up. I was watching Mark Crossfield's for the fun. Then I watched Rick Shields' videos, and I thought, oh, this is fun. So I had a lesson with him, then I thought, oh, I'm going to start. Hi, guys. Question for you. Bucket listing golf. Doing a vlog, see if I can get down to five handicap and below. Old school handicap. But I don't think no one interested in them. Then I've got my mates on. And people like them. And I've just seen the comments. And it just grew gradually. So it was just happened, really. How did you get the lesson with Rick Shields? It were online. Okay. So I watched his YouTube video and then booked online. I went and seen him and I seen him on YouTube and it was just far oh, fancy a bit of this. Here you go, Liam. Here is a video of your golf lesson today with myself, Rick Shields, down here at Quest Golf Academy. Um, and for everyone watching on Liam's YouTube channel, these are the things that we've worked on today to get him hitting the ball. It's a little bit sweeter, a little bit nicer, more consistently. But then we also went away to... Uh, Oh, I forgot the place, near Crew, Witchwood Park. Yes. And I took a GoPro, didn't know what it's in, I just went round videoing everyone because we were doing like a Ryder Cup mini one. And then we're in the bar later on, I just connected up to the telly and put it on. 
And the, all the lads asked me to put it on again because I interviewed him. Obviously, they were swearing and everything. And it was quite, it was raw, but funny as anything. Like, you know, people ripping into each other. And because they asked for put it on again, I'm thinking, oh, it's another good idea why to do it. So I think a combination of both, really, there. So at the start, obviously, when you got this idea and you're at Witchwood Park, things are grown legs from there. How long was it before you were regularly putting things out on YouTube? Wow. Probably about four months. And I tried to do a video a week. Tried. And then tried to do a bit more. But obviously the editing, what I could do now in two hours would take me a day and a half. Right. Easily, yeah. And it was dog crap as well. So in the beginning, who did you pick to play with? I mean, what was your what was your team around you right at the very beginning? Probably the people I play with to this day. Who yeah. I play with on a Saturday, like in a comp, like my mate Steve, Mr. Barlow. But that back in the day, we used to call him the had a nickname. Tried to have a nickname for everyone, so we were called the Dick. So uh, not too happy to be honest. What's gone wrong? Uh, I had a, what they call in golf a day out. Every putt went in. Uh, every chip to the pin went more or less dead. Three points on every hole, bar for one, ended up with 51 points. You know Steve yourself, he just suits out. But with YouTube he does going, actually, yeah. with advertising and all that, no, you can't do it because they just, no. you yeah. don't get paid. Yeah. But the dick suited him. Uh, I think they called me the non-golfer. Still got that name now. Part I called him OMP, they all fell in love with him. And different people I used to put on, I used, in my head, well, let's make it fun and have a nickname for him. Not got one for you yet. Have you not? No. Well, it's a super a, job, but no, I'm not. No, I've had boom, boom, I've had all oh, sorts. Oh, yeah, boom, Remember boom, that? of course you have, yeah. I've had all sorts, uh, which well, I'll gladly take boom, boom, to be fair. But no, so you've started up, you got going, you're still combining your full-time job and doing the YouTube stuff. Yeah, 100%. How long was it before you were able to give up the full-time job? <clears throat> well, they weren't able to give up. I did, did about two years, two and a bit, and I probably got between 12 and 15,000 subscribers, maybe 20,000, maybe, yeah, probably 20,000 or just, just below. And I said to my missus, right, I've had enough of this uh, decorating. I'm going to give YouTube a go. I want to like put out four or five videos a week. So I want to film and put them out myself. And she's like looking at me. She said, how much are you going to get paid? I said, well, I'm getting about 30 quid a month at the moment. So you can imagine what come out of her. And I just said, listen, I thought about it. So put, I might as well tell the figure, I put 20 grand in our account. And I said, that's all the bills paid for this year. Your life's not going to change. Let me see if I can change mine. And she went, okay. I said, but I'll just go back decorating tomorrow. So I kind of backed myself. Didn't know if it was going to work, but I kind of backed myself. So then I went bango at it, and that month I got 80, 80 quid for the month. Wow. But I think I got about £2,000 after about six, seven months for the month. So it yeah. gradually got better, but obviously you get better than you to take people on and other stuff, but yeah. So when did you start, obviously employees, when did you start getting people to work for you to do the editing, etc.? About four years ago. So you were two board. two years in? Yeah, two years in. <clears throat> Probably been doing close to seven now. Obviously a few months not doing it. So yeah, about 
George's been with me about four years. Just over, maybe. About four years. So when you started employing people, obviously, then you've got more responsibilities, more pressure on you, obviously, to earn money and et cetera. Did it ever come a point where you were close to giving in or, or, or turning the other way? Well, I had enough of it. Yeah. Yeah. This year. Yeah? Or like, yeah, this year. It's still <coughs> this year, yeah. Yeah, it's been there. About three times I said to Kirsty, that's it, I can't be asked for this. Done in. Completely done in with it. Physically? Mentally or financially? Well, I was getting told different things, so I started putting less videos. I just started, like, taking me eye off the ball because I don't know the word, chemistry, it was just not enjoyable. So I even said to Kirsty a couple of nights, that's me done. I didn't even think you like getting a small restaurant, pizza, pizza and stuff. I was thinking, right, looked into it, I was going to go on a course to Italy. How they make pizzas and all that, and then set a small shop up in Bolton. Wow. Well, no one knew that. I didn't even know that. No. 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 It's uh, not surprising, number one. It... Took we... you back there, aren't I? You have a wee bit, aye. But, uh, well, when you look at it, it it's, it's hard. I mean, people, I think, don't realise what you do, what you put in how many hours a week you put in, the sacrifices family-wise and everything else you make to put your stuff out there. And it is. It's hard work. You know it's not easy doing the golf, is it? It's not. I run around like a chicken, but I also want the cameras to try and be in the right place. Yeah. But half the time the sun is the boss, isn't it? There's well, a cloudy day. You see me, this could be great to It's so easy to film. The weather does take, take its toll at times, doesn't it? Because it, you, it kind of... Yeah. Well, that's why I've got to travel in winter. It's not because I want to, because half the time you can't really do much. If it's, I mean, take the last three weeks here now. If I didn't have any, a bank of videos, yeah, I was in poo-poo land. Because you can't go out. It's been horrible, floods, everything. Big Bouncing time. down now. Yeah. Week two of rain. And it is. It's difficult from that point of view. In the time of year as well, you know, the courses aren't maybe in their best shape now at this time of year. They're struggling holding water, etc. So that dictates a lot of what you can and can't do. It does, but half the time people are not watching for the courses unless we've gone out specially for the courses. I think still missed watching for the crack. But sometimes it's hard to get guests in the in the way it is. Yeah. You know, going back to four four two, it's harder at times when it's not as pleasant. Yeah, you've got more chance of getting a great footballer on in, in the summer, aren't they? Exactly. Which we have. We had a great guest this year, didn't we? Did we well. we've, we've done that. We've got better and better as we've gone on that guest list and we've got a lot of good ones to come as well. So Definitely. that's something to look forward to. But going back to yourself and going back to the responsibilities, the pressure on, obviously, to keep stuff going out there all the time, has it affected family life at any point? Yeah, not the travelling. Definitely not, because my missus is great with that. We, we, we get on better if I nip off for a week here and there. Seriously, it just works great. But me bringing home troubles, yeah. Yeah. Because she even said this week, I can see the difference here. So, yeah. You know, definitely. If you don't enjoy somewhat, or not enjoy, or if you not enjoy doing it, for whatever reasons, behind the scenes, you can't just switch off and go home. It's in your head permanent, isn't it? 
Well, it is. And like you said, I think you find it, knowing you now as a as I do, I think you find it hard to switch off at times. You know what I mean? You yeah. carry that on with you and, and you're always thinking ahead. You're always thinking the next move, the, this, that and the other. And it's hard, isn't it, to, to kind of disassociate yourself with it when you go home. It keeps going. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I'm always thinking, what should we do tomorrow? <clears throat> Even in me, I know, because you have said that, I'm thinking right in the morning, two Facebook videos I want to do. We've got this thing on this pipeline, me and Presley want to try and educate ourselves, learn. So in my head now, I'm thinking, what am I doing tomorrow? Yeah. I'm going to take you to the first Facebook question that's come in. And this is from Keith Harnady. Do you think your own handicap and game has suffered at times due to the filming, etc.? Uh, yeah and no. So when I go and play my golf on a Saturday in a comp, quite all right, but sometimes, depends what I am up here, you know, if I'm happy. So no, but filming, yeah, if it's not right or there's a... I've got to get my words right here. If I go out filming and the chemistry's not right, it affects me all day because all I'm thinking about is let's keep moving, keep having the crack, but there's people over there, they're going to catch us up in 20 minutes. Do you know what I mean? If we go on the next hole, sun's going to be our, our eyes, so we might have to get in the buggies, go to another hole. So all that has got to affect your golf. Of course it is. Make sure you're standing in the right place, you're in shot. Do you know, make sure you're not going off, wandering off in a different conversation, somebody else who's in, in with us, because all the mics are tied up. Uh, problems this year we've had with mics, you know, cost a lot of money, but they've been battered for two and a half years. So they caused a problem like no one knows this week, spent another two and a half grand just on two mics. And they'll have to spend another two and a half grand to get two more mics for when we want four people because the mics have gone. Do you know what I mean? They, just, they get battered, don't they? They do. And, and like you said there, I see it at times with you when, when yeah, we're gone, playing. Then. You know, you're looking elsewhere. You're 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 thinking ahead. You're everything else, and it does affect your game at times because you you're better than sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you're, I you're, 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 Do you know what I mean? You're, you're better than than a lot of the times when we're out there. But it's because you've got so much on your mind. I, I think so. Yeah, but also <clears throat> I don't care if I play good or bad. I really don't. Nor do I. Aye, he, that's not. He, he's got to win at all times and play well. Another question, and this one's from Barry Clark. Given the choice, would you rather have been a pro footballer or a pro golfer? Footballer. Every day of the week. Yeah? Yeah. What would your dream play? Team-wise, your manager, position, what would that be? Burnham Park. London Park, yeah. Not the Reebok. <clears throat> Nowhere up front all day long. Couldn't play with you because you'll be nicking some of my goals, to be honest. So <laughs> I think Big Sam manager. Okay. Got to be David Lee on the wing. And I'd say That's up front. Yeah, I'll have to play with you, stuff it. Yeah? I'll create it for you, yeah. So who would be on the left? Tomo. 
Tomo on the left, David Lee on the right, me and you up the middle. Yeah. There you go. That's not a bad strike force. Me doing the donkey work for no, you, that's obviously. all I did. I was a target man back in the day. Wow. But out there, Burnham Park, not the Reebok. Another question from Facebook. Bill Houghton. How many hours a week do you work on the channel? Now that I've got an office... 60. Wow. But I like starting early. I'm, I'm an early riser, you yep. know that. So even so you today are in six, half, seven. I'm up early. I wake up at five, anyway, half five. So I'm just, at the moment, I've just been sneaking out of the house. And I feel like you can get a load done that first few hours in the, in the day on my own, but I never used to. Like I said, I took a backward step of the channel and just let it tinkle on. Yeah. A big mistake of mine, but... So do you foresee a lot of changes now? Now you've got the office, now it seems... Does it feel more professional? Yes. And obviously we're expecting bigger things then? I think so, yeah. I've got... I've never headhunted anyone before. Right. So I've got a new member of staff coming 11th of December and I went and headhunted someone and went to an agency and tried to find the best. Okay. Who's, like, good at organising everything I'm not good at they are so they can i can be this maverick and i've got someone who's going to be a great editor cameraman but also can organize because you know i need that don't you what would you say you're not good at organization what would you, and spelling what would you say i'm not good at spelling <laughs> without doubt spelling and i know it's yeah it's uh but i'm not organized either though am i eh uh, no I'm not. No, you wing it, don't you? And, I wing and, every, all and, my life's and, a wing, isn't it? it? And, and it's, yeah. But you need a bit of organisation for making things a bit happy and smooth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're getting there. We are getting there. I think we're a good mix in that sense, in a way. Yes. But more about when we grow up, we have a laugh, don't we? Yeah. Even the journey there, we rip each shit out of each other. It's a good laugh, isn't it? And that's it, isn't it? I mean, we're... We're not making money, are we, at this no, moment no, in yes. time? So that, that's it. And so you have to have something, get something hey. out of it. We've put money in. <laughs> We're the worst businessmen in the world. But when we, what we are doing, though, we are thinking of the golf and that. If you're a small company, you want some like highlight. We, we are going to do sponsorship, don't we? We are. You want to sponsor uh, an episode? An episode. Yeah, of the golf or the podcast. And it's not going to be expensive. We're going to do it just for break-even kind of thing. So if you're interested, don't forget 442limited at gmail.com, innit? We will be grateful of any sponsorship. That's yes, we will. But we've had great people backing us as well. Yeah, and obviously Graham at Caris Green, Definitely. Short Scope, you know, they've 100%. backed us really well and really helped us get off the ground and got us up and running. So you know, thanks to them as well. Definitely. I agree there. So another question uh, from Facebook. From Mike Keller, how how did you decide to start Golf Mates oh, and 442? Was there a thought behind the Golf Mates? Did you start it up? When did you introduce the Golf Mates name? Uh, well, I was called Golf Logs UK at first. That's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. And then... Still your email? My old one. Is it? Yeah, but I can't get rid of it because it's tied to the channel when I started. Right. Uh, well, I didn't like the. I still don't like the word subscribers. I just feel like you 
I don't know. I just feel. Were your members? No, just like golf mates. I just. I actually did. I'm sure I did a video. I have many followers, and I think right. What do you want to be called? Legends, golf mates, or subscribers? And most people said golf mates. So I just left it from there. Okay. So they decided really. You didn't pick the name then. No, I just offered a few names. Right. So then it was the original golf mates. If they're still watching, they kind of like voted for it. All oh, right. Yeah. Golf vlogs. UK. UK. Good decision with the golf mates. <laughs> At least I spelt it right. Well, obviously somebody did that for you. Do you remember your first video? Yes, I do. What was it? Dunsco Golf Club up road. Little GoPro on me. Oh, it was horrendous. Horrendous. And I just walk around the green, give him a top five golf courses I've played. <laughs> oh, it was shy. We I feel to, like I should read we, it. We need to see a little clip of that. Yeah, I'll show you a clip. Yeah. yeah. I might have pulled it off the channel or not. I don't know, but it'll be there, yeah. I think. Hopefully. If not, I've deleted it. I don't know. But yeah, that one was always horrendous. So just walking around the golf course. Just round the green. Round oh, the green. Oh, oh yeah, we're dog. It was absolutely dog. Yeah. Yeah. Just chatting off for shite. <laughs> but we, really uncomfortable as well in front of the camera. We need to see we need to see that. So as you progressed, obviously subscribers are growing. We're golf mates, sorry, are growing. Uh, when did you start going abroad to film, etc., the trips? Definitely. Uh, for film, without a shadow of a doubt, when I took it serious as a job, then you realise in the winter, hey, oh. I can't keep putting these videos out because of the weather. And then when you think like, took staff on, you're <clears> like, I've got to keep making videos here. So it's like, you've no choice. You're forced to. Yeah, there's, well, you have a go and make videos. Yeah. Obviously there's an expense to that, or you don't make videos and you still got to pay. You know, I still need a wage, you know, at that time, forgive Kirsty and stuff. So yeah. you, you just got to go, simple as that. What makes you choose the destinations? Wow. No, it's dead easy. I like going somewhere where it's quiet so you can film. Okay. Really easy. So one can't be a busy golf course because what's the point? Unless the golf course have interacted with you, they know what they're going to get, and you say, right, I need an hour behind me blocked off because what we do, running around with tripods, you know, yourself it takes yeah. ages, doesn't it? Yeah. Or I go to... Of course, it's not quiet. But at the time, you sometimes just go on your own. So if you go on your own, doing it on your own, you don't. You could actually do the filming, because I was filming by myself then sometimes. And if it's just you, you can get around fast. It's just one setup all the time, isn't it? In my head, I'm saying to myself, the golf courses that are busy are probably the better courses. Agree. Sometimes I'm not bothered about the course. I'm bothered about it if it's a bit quiet. Depends what I'm filming for, Yeah, suppose. But back in the day, we're like, me running around. I think my videos then were only like 12 minutes. Like three holes on my own, or have I got someone with me, three holes. You do a series called Hidden Gems. Yeah. Now, are they hidden because of the location? 
Are they hidden because nobody knows about them? Because to me, a good course, the word spreads quickly and it's known as a good course. How do you keep finding these hidden gems? Since I've started, I've been, it's like a passion of mine, this. I, I enjoy research. So first year we just mooched around where I had it in my head. These are good courses, the first series. But then near the end of the series, we picked it up. We went to Scotland on a motorhome, I think. Oh, that was series two. And, you know, found a few more. But yeah, that was series, series two. So they have got better. But now Google Maps. Right. I go on Google Maps, I zoom in. And just go up and down the country. Say we're going to England or Scotland, up and down the country, and then see these courses on Google Maps. Right, so that was the links course. Google it. There's not much about it. I'll go on YouTube. I think right, okay. No one's seen this before. I want to go now. So I think I think last year we went up top of Scotland, where you're from. And we went to this place called Wick, which is the end of the earth, really, isn't it? No, I wouldn't say the end of the earth. But it's end of Scotland, isn't it? And then we all played this Durness. I just felt that day, I don't know, waffling now, John. But that's how I find them. Google Maps, maps, zoom in, and just take my time at night when everyone's chilling out. What's the best trip you've had abroad? Filming on myself. We'll do both. Let's go yourself first. Myself. Portugal with me, the lads I used to go all the time, they've all been on the channel. Round Boa Vista, staying at Play de Luge, round there. Right. Golf gets in where the trip really. It's just mates having a laugh. So it's a blowout. Oh completely. And the, and the golf's there. Yeah. So the get the best one for the channel. <sighs> so many good ones. Ireland were good. Scotland and the motor home with Steve was Hilarious. Yeah, but you said it was smelly. Oh, we mingled. We have, curry, have a curry every night because that's all I'd eat. You said what was coming out of his oh, backside. Toxic. Toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Sellerfield. Uh, oh, it's such an hard one, this. Ras Alkama with Simon. You met Simon yourself. Yes. Larger in life character. He were like, friend for life now. Best trip. And probably bad, badly missed on the channel as well because he was, a, he like you said, a breath of fresh air and a, a really... I think that's a question I can't answer. I don't there have been so many good ones. I couldn't... Well, I've got the pressure for an answer then, more so now. So the best trip I've been on? For the channel. Scotland, me, Simon and Steele, I sure. Yeah? Yeah, because... Another one with the, with the whiskey? Every time you, every time you got yeah. a birdie, you had to have a whiskey. Yeah, but that weren't the case off the camera. He was still having one. Because <laughs> the bottle was empty, wasn't it, at oh, the yeah, end? Oh, yeah. It's the first time I had to tell a lie once. I might as well tell. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Story, honest. You may as well. So we played this four rows and rows, Marky. And luckily enough, they said, oh, these are nice holes. These holes, the first five holes. So we started. And Simon, had, every time we had a whisk, a birdie, he had a whiskey, all of us. So Simon birdied the second, birdied the fourth, eagled the fifth or something. So we have two. And I'm thinking, Jesus, tonight, well, that Joel have drive now because we've had four whiskies. So we had this bottle of whiskey, we were lovely, and I'm thinking, right, last hole, we're like, end of the course. So, and it was busy, so we couldn't, like, get in the buggy and just sneak in from everyone, because I would never, like, hold anyone up. So we had to, like, play the course. So we got to, like, the 17th hole where we were finishing it, <laughs> I looked at Simon, and thinking, Jesus, he looked fucking whisper the word. Hey, all right, Si, aye, aye. And he only had like this little bag, and I looked at side, and the whiskey were pushed down the side. And I looked, and I thought, oh God, he was enjoying himself that much walking around. It was blissful sunset, and he's popping this whiskey away. And we're on this par three finish, I think. And I'm like thinking, I hope we don't have a birdie. We can't have a birdie, you know. There's none left, he's drunk enough. <laughs> and I think we all might have had a little sip, but he's having the majority, he's merry, he's gone now. So the, the, the outro, I had to do it. On me all because he, he's fucking plattered. It's, it's honestly, I think he was even talking Scottish by the end. Yeah, of it, oh, wasn't he? so I think the day after we're like from there, we might have been playing Wick, and I had to say, Oh, I've forgotten the whiskey. I couldn't have the art sale, we've drunk it all, we're not on a birdie. Not buying a bottle of whiskey around. Oh, god, I remember on the way home, he's just a sleeping cat. <laughs> but he said, I was just loving it, he enjoying yourself, you know what I mean? Kicking it a little bit forward. Obviously, as the, as the channel is getting more professional, it's getting better, the, the, you know, the output is fantastic, and it's gone out on a regular basis. When did the Mizuno sponsorship come on board? Or how did it come on board? That, do you know, that's, a great, that's Josh, young Josh, who don't, no one knows, we had this lad called Youngman Josh. So in the winter, we do this, like a Ryder Cup, people's Ryder Cup, I think it started with like 30 people, now it's... 150 sell out every year, two courses. We all go, Captain, me, Barlow. But the first one we did, he was called Dick. So it was either Luke. And, and I had old man Pat as a captain, and I was just filming. So I said, Right, sending your videos for like cheer on team old man Pat, team Dick. And I always remember, I mean, there's a lad called Bill Borney, big Sunderland lad. He got this massive flag. Go Team Dick on some cathedral in Sunderland. I mean, he's made it up a bed sheet, paint for a laugh. And he put the video in, but this, Josh put the video in. Go Team Dick, all right, the dick, I love the dick. And anyway, so I emailed his dad back saying, oh, I'd like to come and meet Josh. He's, we've all fell in love with his, like, Go Team Dick. So we're at a driving range, went and met him. He went, hiya, Golf Vlogs UK, hiya, the dick. And he just melted everyone's heart. So anyway... I was speaking to a lad from Zuno. I said, Luke, we're doing a trip to America. This golf mate's paid for Josh go to America. We told Josh how we're crying. I told Josh, I've got this video clip, I'll show it now. And we took Josh Turton, and on the tee, we put down, hey, Josh, the golf mate's taking to America. You're going with 
Mr. Barlow at the time and, and me. So he's like buzzing, he couldn't believe it. So I said, so I rung Mizuno, I said, Luke, we've got this video, it's great. Wouldn't it be great if you went with some new clubs? And he went, oh, I love the idea. And he went, in fact, I'm with Ebby Pepperell tomorrow. So we'll send a video message and he did. So Josh got taken to America with the golf mates and Mizuno gave him some new clubs and then just carried on talking, me and Mizuno. And, and they just grew from that? Yeah, I think they like what we're doing. They never say anything, they're just, they're brilliant, honestly. Well, no, they, I mean, they've, they've backed you fantastically well, haven't they? And like, it's ongoing. I, I come up with my ideas, I ring him up, Dave. So I've got this idea, there's a golf course in the Isle of Barra. It's a bit shit, but I fancy going, but you've got to land on this plane on the beach. I'll send you a picture now, but it's all like Mizuno, and I feel like the colours could be like a brilliant thumbnail. He comes back, Liam, what do you want? I said, well, it's probably going to cost about two grand. Go, if you go after me, you get this great thumbnail. He went, so Liam, you want us a grand for a thumbnail? I went, yeah, but it'd be a good one. And he just went, yeah, and to this day now, he says his favourite of a picture since he's been with Mizuno, this Dave, and he's the same Dave who, same chap who come out with the slogan, nothing feels like Mizuno. And he says, now, his favourite picture of all Mizuno is me in front of that plane. Wow. Just shows you, doesn't it? I mean, it's like you said, for a fun meal, a £1,000, but there you go. Yeah, it's, it's and, and the video did, never did what it should have done because I put it out, because I didn't know at the time in school holidays. Right. When I went, I was that excited. We edited while we were over there. And I put it out, but really I've learnt now, school holidays, it's a law on YouTube because everyone's busy, aren't they? And that's one of the things I was going to ask you later on, but I'll ask it now, is that, you know, what people don't know is that the timing is everything, isn't it? Because, yeah. you know, there's certain times of the week, there's certain times at night, there's certain times which you, you don't put out. There's, there's so much that goes into it you don't think about. No, there is like, if there's a major on, you know, like a golf major, Ryder Cup, US Open, or I'll be putting a video out that day, or that week if it comes, because there's no point, people are watching that. Uh, yeah. School holidays. School holidays, it's a law. Definitely. School holidays, six weeks, one, it's late nights, people are playing themselves. What do they want to watch YouTube for? So do you think at the winter time, obviously when it's dark, Later in the mornings, dark early at night. Do you think that's probably the better time? Is it? There's a more people watching. Yeah, it? I think you, I think you can. I think you can definitely. But it's weird. You get so the advert, so you make your money. You get more money probably September, October, November, and a bit December because advertisers are paying. You know, for the whatever the adverts go on. I have no idea what goes Christmas. on. But then like. January, February, you're like 50% down, easily, right. in revenue. So really, when you think you're having a bonus October and November, you're not, because it's just covering up for... So it evens out? Yeah. Pretty much? Yeah. I'll take you back, because we skipped over that there. I'll take you back to the America trip. Enlighten me a little bit more about the trip itself. Yeah, so we did like a trip for going and meet the golf mates from America. We just... We are idea to film, but impossible to film. So we just went around Orlando meeting everyone. So every day we'd be playing and we had like 20 to 30 followers from, and I mean, we had like 15, 20 people of us for the seven days, but every day there were like 10, 15 people coming. They were mad, somebody come from Miami wow. for a day and then flew back. 
Couldn't believe it. But to be fair, it didn't start off well. What happened? So I crashed this big car, but it's a great story. So a lad from London coming was Kevin, and he had a fall, something of his back. He couldn't come. But he made the numbers where we had like seven or six less. So when we landed, I was thinking, right, I'll get some money back. We'll have one of them FBI cars. I think it was a, oh, what was it called? Escalade. Yes, Chevrolet Escalade. Chevrolet Escalade, Big yeah. black windows and in yeah. me, and I thought, right, when we landed, we'll have a bit of that. And the lad's like, yeah, all right. I know, we queued for ages for hire car. I got to up front, big queue behind me. I said, look, can I change my car? I don't want this minibus now. Can I have one of these? Went certainly, and I thought, I swear down, I'm numb as anything. I thought I'd get a bit of a rebate because it was really expensive. This minibus, so in the end, he went right, that's 500 and some dollars. And I'm thinking, well, I can't, you're all my idea. I can't ask the people behind me, look, give us up hundred dollars each. So I just thought, oh, I just, right, okay, didn't think nothing of it. What I didn't know, I was paying for all this fully comp insurance and everything. So we come out of Lando Airport, we're all packed in, music on. I swear, I even think Bruce Priesting were on for the, on the radio. And we wind this down, loving life. Got to our hotel, we all met a few of us, and this Canadian coming with us, and he was coming out, I don't know if we were going Hooters or some sort of American-themed restaurant. Who's so Paul? What's that? It's, they do food and they don't, they don't wear much. Oh. Anyway, we come to traffic lights. Bill were like telling us where to go, this Canadian lad. So he come from Canada, he met us there, uh, and the people following us behind. And I was driving this big daft car, only been in it four hours, just gone dark. I read the lights and he went, Liam, you know you can turn right on a red light. I went, fuck off. He said, no, you can't. Lads at back, yeah, of course you can. So I did. But I didn't know you had to loop left to check the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> so I checked the traffic and Susan started to know it is this big wagon beep, and I'm like that. And it just scraped all down side, but the front wing, that just yeah. bent over. And the Uters were only like round the corner, so I'm doing about four mile an hour with all the worst noise in the world, thinking, oh no. I mean, in my head, I think it's a 100 grand car, this. got to be. Or and all I had in Barlow is laughing. This is going to be some fucking trip, this. And they're all laughing. And I'm looking at Bill. You said you could go right. And he's like, yeah, you can, but you've got to look first. But moral of the story, we, we like smashed it all back together, went back to the airport, and I'd been bricking it all week. A week later? Yeah, got to the airport 10 days later. 10 days. As soon as I got there, I went, ah, I can see you've had an accident, Mr. Harrison. And I'm like, yeah. Ah, fully comp, you're okay. Have a great holiday, on you go. And honestly, for 10 days, I'm a wreck, listening to all the abuse of everyone, really like, yeah, laughing it off, but deep down thinking, this is 30, 40 grand's worth of damage. And we got to the airport, oh yeah, fully comp. On you go. So I'm so glad I were fully comp. And I tell you what, I'll never go anywhere again. I'd rather pay up charge now. And by the way, it was a Cadillac Escalade. Cadillac, is that what it, it was? It was a Cadillac, not a Chevrolet, a Cadillac. It was a great crack for everyone so, else. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, I mean, the moral of the story is you got away with it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're quite lucky in that sense, aren't you, really? Yeah. Yeah. Or if Bill didn't get in the front seat, I would have waited for the green light. Mm. <laughs> That's another story. Yeah. So, America trip, the, the trips became more frequent. You, obviously, as you, as you got, again, more professional and, and yeah. more, the, the trips became more frequent. You started the Ryder Cup. It was a European trip. No, that was just like, 
Barlow v Ilmont Park. That started, God, a few years ago, but that's grown into something crazy now. But the format is a Ryder Cup. Yes. Yeah. And like you said, they're sold out within minutes, aren't they, these trips? I think even this one, it's not advertised. I think there's like 12 places left. Wow. So I've not done a Porsche yet, but I probably don't have to, if that no. makes sense. You don't, because like you said, they are very popular and good trips. And if you're thinking about it, jump on it. 12 left. Get on it. Golf mates travel. Definitely. UK. Jump forward again. Caddying. Caddying. Now... Never this is one probably, and not a lot of people out there will know this, that you've caddied, because you don't mention it very often, maybe only two or three times a day. So <laughs> You've got a bad memory, John. <laughs> it's more than that, yeah. But uh, in likeness, how did that come about? I mean, how did, obviously, meeting Dan Gavins, going to, getting into the can? when did he ask you? How did it come about in likeness? So playing golf is a mutual friend, Gaz Beadle, and Dan were there, we're chatting away. <clears throat> And he was just saying he's just lost his card, but he's got tall school and all this. And he, he probably don't mind me saying he, he, he looked some sponsorship who were brassic. Right. So I lent him some money because I actually believed in him. I liked him and I looked like some people just need a chance. And at this time, everything was going all right. So I thought, right, I'll lend him some money. It was a sponsorship. <coughs> uh, and he went to school and got his card. I'm thinking, happy day. So he paid me back, everything was great. Obviously, made, you have a mutual respect then, don't you? Yeah. Because someone's helped him out when nobody else would. Uh, and then he was like, not doing great, to be honest. And it, it cost, what, two and a half grand a time, probably, an event. But people don't know the players have to pay 75 quid to play in it. An entry fee. Entry fee. It might be one, I'm telling you now, that time, you have to pay 75 quid or 150 quid, I think it's 75 quid, to the European Tour at the time to play in the event, if you've qualified. I would never have guessed that. Probably no one knows that. No. So, he was suffering, swapping caddies and all that, and he went, will you do it? And he went, I went, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, no, just, just be quiet, just, just come and bing it. I said, I'll be, be honest, Dad, I'll struggle to do that, won't I? You know that. <laughs> yeah. So, and it was cost effective. I weren't charging him anything. And plus, I wanted him to do well. So we went to Denmark. And when, when I met him at the airport, he looked like shit. This is the first event. And we got to this Airbnb. And you could see he's just full of the flu or something. He's just drained, shivering. He was like, you know when you've got the flu or man flu, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah. So he's on the couch, first day, second day, like, you know, like practice day, I said, oh, I can't, I can't go in, but you go and get all the stuff, you know, like the parking, the this and all that. I went, yeah, okay. You know, I'm going to be honest now. You knowing me, you think I'd bowl in there loud as anything. I am this and this. Aye. Nah, shit my pants. Did you? Went, watched where the caddies were, sat down, watched them, where they were going. And I'm like, I'm going to go in this office. I don't know where I'm... Honestly, I was bricking it. Nervous as anything. Don't know why. Because normally I just bump That's not you. Yeah. No, I was bricking it. I don't, I don't know why. So, creeped up the iron caddy for Dan, Dan Gavins. Uh, can we have this, this and this? Well, where is it? I said, he's ill. I said, is he going to make it? I went, well, I don't know, but we need this. Oh, right. And I was like, 
I just didn't, I didn't have any answers to the questions because I've never done it before. So I went back to Bungalow where we were staying. I mean, we were middle of nowhere in, in Denmark and he's still not got, not got out of bed for two days. Practice round, nothing, couldn't get out of bed. Just really ill. But he said, all right, I've played it before. So I did have the yardage book. I'm looking at that, I'm thinking. So if I interrupt you there, in my eyes, you'd have been out walking the course, measuring up yourself, this, that, and the other, distance to that hazard, distance to that bunker. Did you do that? That first one? Yeah. No, because he said, you don't need to, Liam. I've played it loads and I've got last year's books. Yeah, but, okay. So that's what he, because he didn't want me to get involved then. So you were just basically carrying the bag? Ah, you're having a chat. And having a chat. And so I said, like, what we're we doing tomorrow then? It's like, we've got a tee off. He went, I'll try and make it. Anyway, he had a shocker. He'd come like third last on the first day. Just, he was ill as anything. And I nearly snapped his clubs as well, all of them. What? So they had a tent on a hole where you could drive, but forget to the tee, you had to go through this beer tent, music playing and all that. I thought, well, I'm having a bit of this. You know, day's going shit. I might as well have a crack. So I opened the door with excitement. This music, come on, everyone cheers. So I legs in. Well, I forgot to open that other door. So his clubs and all, electric, his driver, his free one. He's like, Liam, Liam. I'm like, oh, God, yeah. Clubs are all bending. He's, but he's laughing. He's like, I think he even filmed it. Uh, I might find that clip, but that was a highlight of the day. So the day after he came and I said, listen, Dan. I said, I know you've been ill. Let's improve on yesterday. But he was ill as anything. I think we missed a court and come about 20th last. But then we went on to Belgium and we had a right laugh and we finished top eight. So was that the following week you went to Belgium? Yeah. So when you agreed to do it initially, was that in the agreement you were going to go for a few events or was it two going events, to just be yeah. two events? Yeah. And I did three in the end on a run. So but Belgium, obviously then he's... he's He's healthy. He's gone into that. Were you more involved? Yeah. What did you do differently? I just seen one thing. So his miss was right. He, he had this draw. But if he didn't get your draw, he was going right. And I just said to him, I said, Dan, can we do something dead easy? And he went, what? I said, well, you started off right, you bring it in, and you're like right on side of the furway. He said... Yeah, it says, but if you don't think it in, you go straight, you're on like the semi, and if you just block it right, what you miss is, you're in the shit on the right. Why don't we just start the golf ball, do it middle at fairway, and if you draw it, you're in the left ref, left side of the fairway, but it just gives us a bit of insurance. He went, yeah, not really. And just kept it in place a few times, and putts dropped, and you were like a knockout with a weird thing, you are like a knockout event. Well, you made the cut, then you were like playing each other nine all matches, right? Just nine all, but it were like gross. And he birdied the last all one day to get through like a playoff, I think. And the day after, and at the time, we lost in the last eight to a Wiesberger who were on fire that year. He were a character, Wiesberger, yeah. So he made money in that tournament. Yeah, about 15,000 euros. It weren't a big pain event because uh, three other people showed eight, if that makes sense. Okay. So it was like, I'm like 15,000 euros. But I remember him saying it were heavily taxed in Belgium. So he'd come out with about nine, I think like 45% tax or something like that. 
So you have to pay a tax in the country you want it in. Before you leave the country? Europeans all take it out already. And you're just left with what's left, obviously. Yeah. And did you get to your, your cut of that tournament? No, because I didn't want out. Doing it for my mate. Okay. Yeah. I'm enjoying it as well. So where was the next tournament after Belgium? Germany. We missed the cut by one. Okay. Then I couldn't really do it because my YouTube and family. And then he went, he did okay, not okay. And then he lost his card, but he was doing, then he like, went on a season, he was doing challenge tour. But he was doing all right on the challenge tour. He was like 20th in the top 20, gets your card back on the European tour. And he was on, he was on the challenge tour, but he got in to the event of Ireland where we won. And that's another great story. You won? Yeah, I'll get to that. You've not told us that one. Yeah, get that we, quiet. We, we were never going. He texts me, Liam, do you fancy it? It'd be a good laugh. I just want to go for a laugh. If I make some money, it'll help me finish off the challenge show, get some money. Because it's like a core, well, like it, it was like a women, bit of challenge tour, the top 20 in challenge tour and the European tour. And I went, yeah, all right. He said, you don't sound enthusiastic. Well, yeah, do you want to go? He said, well, to be honest, Liam, he'll come back to me. I never do well at that place. Galgon Castle says, well, oh, why are we going then? Yeah, you're right. Then, should we go? And I wish I had these WhatsApp messages because I've deleted them all. But we were like, should we go? No, yeah, it was pathetic. We're like, nobody would make a decision. Right, let's go and have a laugh. This is gospel truth, what I'm going to tell you now. Get, sir, one of the courses, Mangerine or somewhere, I can't remember the name, levered down, practiced here, couldn't go and practice. Day after he weren't, he, weren't, he weren't in the pro am because he weren't ranked high enough, so we didn't. He didn't. We didn't play golf for two days before the event. One we rained off, two pro ams, and we couldn't get on. So it was just like hitting balls one day, and uh, it was mad. So on the way there, we just put the music on, we have a laugh. I said, "Listen, let's have a laugh today." I says, "Don't worry about it. Let's proper have a laugh, and I think we'll do all right." So first day we were like one over at this Mazarine, I think it was called. That got us like 50th, but he played crap. Missed a few putts, played crap. But when I come up, I, I said to him, when we're having some food later on, I said, listen, he said, you've not played great today. Couple of mistakes, you're 50th. So we're well in the cut line and we're going to Galgon tomorrow where you like. He went, yeah, you're right. So went to Galgon. I think he shot four under that day. So that like moved it up to like 20th, 25th. And this is God's honest truth. We knew we were in the cut then. We knew we made it, you know, through the cut. So we went out on the Saturday. He shot four under. Which no one knows. I had the stinking headache of my life that day. Why? Because when he went to bed, I went down to the bar and I think another golfer like Scott End, he missed a cut and this other lad and I get talking to them. I went bar till two o'clock with them. That's not professional, Liam, is it? So in the morning he went, did you stay out? I went, no. He went, don't be daft. Anyway, honestly, I had the most banging headache. It was about 30 degrees. I'm struggling to drink as much water as I can, but I'm still having a laugh with him, make him happy. And he's four under, making putts, playing really well. Could have 
could have probably had more than four under. He were like, missed a few six-footers, but making 15-footers. Anyway, when we finished, he went, did you know there was another cut? I went, no, there, was another, there were three cuts. There was a cut on the Saturday. So the last 25 went in. But at this point, we were about seventh or eighth. But we didn't honestly know, and the kids like, there was another cut. Which is probably a good thing. A, a brilliant thing. Because it takes away the pressure. Massively. And then, I always remember, I'm not saying it because of the time, so I remember we were behind, we are about fifth out, you know, before the, the end. Fifth group or fourth group before, the, you know, the main people go out, the, the leaders. I remember walking to, to walked on tea, I remember this German lad called, I always remember his name, Max Summit. Obviously, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Max. his name? Yeah, Max. Uh, what, anyway, what was it? I swear, I walked up to him. He went, Hi, Liam, love the videos. Well, that brought the eyes because Dan's laughing. What's he watching your shit? I said, I don't know. I'll be honest, I'll be a bit thinking of selfish of myself or looking and thinking, We're third here. We're going to be third. If we can par in, we'll be third. And I looked and I thought, Shit, we're one off the lead here. So, Right, he's got 90 yards in David Orsi. He's got a wedge in for force a playoff. And he just went like that. But again, I lost my shit then. Lockdown did me then. But for them watching, yeah, loved it. I, honestly, I, the last day of coming home, I was like, broken man. It, it, they've turned out right, the videos, but I just could have been miles better. Everything could have been miles, miles better. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.